Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, the fallout from the Matildas, believe it or not, it wasn't all good. Nine decides to climb the mountain for a second time and big changes for the anti-sifting list. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get the news why this is TV Black Box. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello, lovers. I'm Rob McNug. Welcome to TV Black Box Radio and Television presenter David Robbo Robinson is with us. Hello, Robbo. Hello there. I'm very excited to be here. So much to talk about. We've got uh, uh, that sport thing with uh, those. Uh, it's not real sport because it's women. Uh, but it, joking, it's a joke. It's a joke. We're just making fun Robbo, commentary banter. I have a question. Hmm. How long in between gigs are you allowed to still call someone a presenter oh. well well <laughs> depends on when robert gets his next job yeah, that's right i'll let you know once i got my next job once i get my next job i'll let you know but uh we're still within the time frames okay good good yeah, good yeah, yeah. and and i have no doubt that we are but uh just just a question no, it's, without it's an important notice. question no, I, liked, I, liked, I enjoyed it uh abby mickelson TV producer extraordinaire about to become my competition on the Today Ooh. Show. Hello, Abby. Still haven't signed a contract, so still not talking about it. Still not talking about it. Um, oh, can I just tell you, I'm a referee for Abby, and I feel like I took a finals exam tonight. <laughs> I had to fill in a questionnaire about Abby. Oh, my God. Once upon a time, you did a nice letter. They called you, and that was it. Now you have to fill out an 18-page document when you're being a referee for it someone. Is, it's very official. Especially for television. Back in the day, it was, can you drink beer? Can you drink a lot of it? And will you hit <laughs> girls on the on the tush and say, thanks, sweetheart? I still live by those values, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Rob. I appreciate you doing that. Um, and I would just like to acknowledge that I am recording tonight on Daramurugal land. So I would like to pay my respects to the elders past and present of this land. And the viewers advocate, Steve Mogg, is with us. Mogg, what? catastrophe are you going to cause tonight? Oh, good evening, Rob, Abby and Robbo. Hello, everybody else. I'm on recording on the land of the Dark and Jung mob this evening, and I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past and present. Rob, I'd just like to offer that I'm not going to cause any conflict or, or crisis or chaos. It's the way everybody responds to the truth <laughs> that I offer. <laughs> what a beautiful way to say oh, that. Oh, Mog, that is beautifully said. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Said. All right, 
Moving on, and let's get into the news because it's been a huge month of television with the FIFA Women's World Cup coming to an end this past weekend. Now, look, we saw record ratings for multiple Matildas games as the nation got behind women's sport in an unprecedented way. The biggest match, of course, was Australia versus England in the semi-finals, bringing in the highest ratings since Oztan began in 2001. Now, look, despite this, Victorian viewers were left shocked, shocked, I tell you, when the match for third place between the Matildas and Sweden was relegated to seven, mate. This, of course, was because seven were showing the Geelong versus St Kilda AFL game. Now, the match still drew an impressive total TV figure of over 4 million viewers, but it was 2 million in the five-cap cities. I had to say, Robbo, I always thought that the once the Matildas lost, that viewers would go down. These were still great ratings. To get 2 million viewers for a game in the five-cap cities, phenomenal. But it was a big drop from the 4 million Australians. They love a winner. When people lose, eh, not so much. What, what did you say it was, Rob? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Do, 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 do. Sorry, that wasn't easy. <laughs> I was there with you. I was there with you. Um, I, I think that numbers for both games were outstanding. I think it's what they deserve. Uh, was I expecting the drop? Absolutely. Do we have a long way to go? Yes, we do. Uh, Hang and... on, what do you mean we've got a long way to go? What does that mean? Well, this has happened because we had a World Cup. Uh, you know, a massive sporting opportunity, event opportunity, and, I, I, and you know it was it was really good. Captured the hearts of a nation. But Rob, yeah. you're right. Um, the hearts of a nation only like the winners. They just loop recut that. Can someone turn that into a song? Rob, you're right. You know, can we do that? Why? Can someone? Can one of our listeners turn that into a hip hop beat? Rob, yeah, let's. You're right. Let's- yeah, let's quickly look at the scoreboard now. We think he's had four or five wines, but we're we're willing to <laughs> say that maybe it's deep. eight or nine. Yeah. Um, look, I, I agree with you. Is it fair? No, it's not. Um, uh, Two million for a second game where they were not going to be the winners. That is fantastic. Mm. And I think that's a positive we should look at. Um, Still two million people tuned in to see them. Amazing. To, to see them fight it out on the field. That's fantastic. Um, we've got a long way to go with women's sport, but I think that we have maybe, um, you know, skipped a few steps with this World Cup, and I'm hoping that that will then continue uh, onwards uh, in getting women's sport to the forefront at, at, at the same level as men's sport. It's been an absolute monster for Seven. Like, frankly, for a little bit of outlay, the goodwill, the ratings, uh, the benefit to them long term is huge. The benefit to women's sport, certainly women's football, uh, round ball football, and even probably AFLW and NRLW, great, as it should be, incredible. That doesn't change the funding mechanism, though I think it will help put public pressure on the bodies to raise the monies uh, for our female players as well it should. Just to quickly jump back to the ratings, it was really impressive to see 7.2, I think it was, 7.1 and change. Um, tune in for the the Wednesday night semi. That was always going to be massive. Nobody expected that many people. That was phenomenal, including a record one million people nearly tuning in on Seven Plus to watch it live. Amazing. Prior to that, the State of Origin held the record at just over half that. So this this won't be eclipsed. 
for a long time. Absolutely, it comes out of a benefit of the Matildas in a purple patch, the game's happening in a time zone that suits our prime time. That's really good. So that's that's a, a really good thing. Even the, the final on Sunday night pulled 3 million viewers nationally. So to see it go from 7 down to 3.5 million for the playoff for third, while you might go, oh, but it halved, it's still 3.5 million viewers and blitzing almost everything else that's been on TV for mm. 10 years. And last week, Seven had a 45% share um, in the five-cap cities. I mean, that is phenomenal for the week. I was 60-something on the Wednesday night. Like, yeah. because 10 programmed away from it, 9 effectively programmed away from it, they just had no competition uh, other than the ABC. And it its audience diminished because so many people were tuned in to watch what was unfortunately a loss to England. Um, but, yeah, we got to see the real final on Saturday night. Abby, I've got to ask you, the Albanese government is proposing, they've got reforms happening for the anti-siphoning list mm. and they want to include more women's and para sports. Now, the, the, the question I've got here is about, the anti-siphoning list is about the, sh- the the sports that must be shown on free-to-air TV, but it is driven by what the free-to-air broadcasters want to show. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have to be honest here. No one was, no free-to-air broadcaster was jumping to, to, to play the Matildas. This was a happy accident from Seven. But I think... Now, hopefully, they have learnt that when you actually make an effort to include and put investment into including half of the population, that people do care about it. Sure. Men in sport has obviously been dominant for a long time, and there is no reason for that other than the fact that there has been no investment, there has been no commitment, there's been no care. And I think this has shown that women don't inherently dislike sport. There's no biological difference that means we don't like watching sport. We just haven't seen ourselves represented. And I think this has been a really evident time that when there is that representation, and yes, it was a bigger deal because it was the World Cup. It was um, on we were our winning. soil. We were yeah, winning. We were this mm-hmm. is a really important fact. If it was a male sure, World Cup, I we'd think... be in a much different position. Sorry, in what way? It, well, we wouldn't have seen the audiences come through because the the Socceroos wouldn't have made it through to the semi-final, quite frankly. But I also think it wouldn't have captured the female audience that it did. Agree. So I, mm. I agree with you, Mock. So it wouldn't have seen these numbers because yeah. effectively you're including 50% of people that you haven't included before. We, we got non-sports people involved in this. That's what mm. it seems like to me. Women and kids... Women especially who don't traditionally watch sport. Now, I know women do watch sport. but Yeah, you know, you're right. That I people... don't watch sport and I was freaking obsessed with it and I'm now really committed. 100% of women don't no. watch sport on TV. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the poll we took here right yeah. between these four people. <laughs> but because of this, I, I am now really committed to following the Matildas wherever they go. I'm excited for their next games in October and I will mm. continue to watch them because I have found a real sense of excitement and community that I haven't found in sport before. And I think that's what happens when you don't ignore yes. half of the people in the country. Yeah, fair point. All right, moving on. And despite a rocky start in its ratings, the Summit, yes, the Summit is returning for another season. The Channel 9 action reality TV show sees contestants take on challenges as they climb a mountain to win a share of $1 million. Its launch episode pulled 401,000 in the five cap cities, and it stayed below the 400 mark for most of the season, though it did find a slight lift in the catch-up figures. Filming for season two is set to take place at the end of the year. Mog, 
Wait, wait, sorry, really, right, wait, really, really quickly. Uh, sorry, uh, I think we had some audio interference there. We heard the Matildas laughing at those numbers. 400,000. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered what all that the was. Best here, all the yeah, yeah. best tiers. I wonder what that a was. A lot of people didn't expect, very good, Robert. Uh, Mark, a lot of people didn't expect this to, to come back. But the difference here is Nine owns the format. And, uh, and created it. And created it. Yeah. And want to sell it overseas. Yeah. Um, it did well enough to come back. It certainly wasn't a flop of the year when you think of Million Dollar mm. Island blow up and rush. Mm. So it did all right. It, uh, this isn't a surprise to me like it is to to a lot of media commentators. It, it definitely did better than Rush, which was Nine's other original format that they were pitching that, mm, best. let's not talk about that again. I, I, I think there's potential in a second season to right the wrongs of the first, to tweak the format, to make it, you know, probably a more saleable one. What didn't one. you like? I love the helicopter as a as this all powerful god. I love that. Yeah, the narrative of how that played through the entire season though was actually really poor. Um and some of the challenges and interactions with the the mountain keeper as the helicopter were just like you had to park so much disbelief that it just wasn't even possible. It's a reality <laughs> show, not not fiction. Um I, I thought what about the creepy writing, host overlooking, I can see you. Whoever was writing Jai Courtney's scripts did a bloody great job and, and was coaching him to just be a complete bastard <laughs> to all of them. That was excellent. <laughs> but even then, some of the, the on-the-fly producing choices, like, oh, the bad guy just got voted out by the team. Well, let's keep him in by getting him to steal some money. Now, when you're living on the side of a mountain with no one for kilometres and you've got a big bag of money, do you put it in the tent with you or do you leave it outside no, I so liked someone that. can steal it? I liked that. I thought that... That was a great twist. It was a nothing moment that they built up and it was nothing. Um, oh. So, look, I think that they will solve some of those things. They might introduce new problems. But the important thing for <laughs> nine is that they own it and they get to be able to drive it and and make sure that they've got a, a very saleable product that they'll want to be rushing off to MIPCOM next year, I'm sure. Indeed, Mark. Well, look, streaming services are on the brink of being issued Australian-made content quotas, but Netflix has jumped the gun announcing four Aussie titles. They are Desert King, an Outback series set in a cattle station. Love is in the air, a feature film starring Delta Goodrum as a, quote, sassy seaplane pilot. Sign me up. I mean, One four against all odds, a documentary on high-profile Sydney drill group One Four. And finally, The Survivors, an adaption of a popular book of the same name, a murder mystery set on the Tasmanian coast. I mean, great news, great. Lots of Australian production. I am going to say something. I don't think Heartbreak High was as successful as everyone thinks it was. It was in the top 10. It. it was in the top 10 for like two weeks, and then it disappeared. I think... We've been sold a pup. I don't. Are you basing your information on anything in particular, or just anecdotal data? Rob's views. Because I just remember, and maybe it was only in the top for the two weeks because everyone watched it very quickly. Because it was massive. Oh, yeah, that's on how social... Squid Game worked. Everyone yeah. just watched it in the first two weeks, and then it dropped out of the top exactly. ten. Yeah, yeah, sure. I look. I stand. I stand corrected. And it like it was. I don't know the official numbers, obviously, but I all I know is the 
public perception I saw of it, and I know at least on social media, it was freaking massive. Abby, you live on the woke northern suburbs. Of course everyone in your life wait, was watching wait, Not it. my life, on TikTok. I'm going... Everyone on TikTok. Oh, on no, TikTok. Yeah. I was asked no, no. Correct. Well, that's the audience. Correct. That is the target no, no. audience. I agree with Abby. No, I made no. it through half, I made it halfway through the season. I thought it was great, and then it lost me, and well, I've never gone back target, to it. You're not its target audience. But I agree with Abby. Uh, the public perception, I think that was a really beautiful thing you said there, Abby. There are two words that matter when it comes to streaming. Netflix don't tell us mm. exactly what their viewing mm. audiences are. They, they certainly massage them. Well, they, they do say, so oh, selectively. Actually, well, it was this and this mm. and this. I agree with Abby. Public perception of Heartbreak High to their audience on social media was absolutely I amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. I, be- I agree. The public perception of Heartbreak High was That's that, all that it matters was on streaming, a success. Though. Excuse me, Mr. Executive Producer. But was it? Yes, Dale. If a Go show ahead. doesn't perform, would they give it a second season? No, I think it performed well enough and got mm. enough hype to warrant a second season. The big question is going to be whether it can get people there for that sure. second season and get to a oh. third season. That's going to be the big, and I'm happy to be yeah, wrong I on think this. The by the way, audience will happy find to be it and follow it for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know about it getting a third season. I don't. I, I don't oh, necessarily. So now you're backtracking already. No, no, not because of the success of it. Just What's because I story? don't. Ne- yeah, I don't necessarily agree that every show just because it does well should get another season. That's why shows. How go long down do we want to keep these kids completely. at high school? Hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on. That's the whole point of television: find yeah, and success so and ring shows... every bloody dollar exactly. out of it. And that's why so many shows become shit after their third or fourth season. Because you, so you're it. telling me, sorry, you're telling me the makers of Heartbreak High don't want a third season. That's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is that I don't know if that would be the best move for the show regardless. <laughs> I do think okay. people will watch it second season because I also think the cast has developed a massive fan base themselves. Yes. And again, I know you laughed at TikTok, but the cast, especially people like Chloe Correct. Hayden, are massive Correct. on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. They Absolutely. have a massive following and people will watch anything that she does, let alone a show that they're already invested in. We're also seeing a huge shift in the TV industry away from multi-season formats to many more limited series. Mm. So for something like Heartbreak High to get a second season in and of itself is incredible. And I agree, Rob. The audience, will they find it? Probably. Is it going to be as big as the first? Who knows? That is the risk of television. Is there a third season in it? There could be. But we have to acknowledge that we're talking about a drama of high school kids. How long do we want to keep them in high school? At what point does it become no, unbelievable? No, no, no executive cares about that because, Mate, you know, if it's yeah, successful. But, but here's the problem. Shows always become shit when they graduate high school. That's always Yeah, that's right. Downhill. I agree Beverly with that. Beverly Hills 90210. Let's just Dawson's line all that Creek. shit up. Glee. The college years. We just got so many examples. <laughs> Studio 10. Um, I, I think the interesting <laughs> thing for this is that, that Abby's right. Everybody on this podcast is not the target audience for Heartbreak High. The, I'm the almost there, okay? I'm almost mm, there. You're almost out of it, old but woman. But I, I only watched it, <laughs> I, and I promise you, I'm not just saying this, I only watched it because I saw clips on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. I did not watch that show. I had no understanding of it. I had no exposure to it until I saw clips on it, and I thought, I will watch that. I watched the first season. Great. But it's only because of that. 
so to come full circle on this, I acknowledge the same, Rob. I mean, I would have watched it anyway, but I watched it and enjoyed it. Yeah, These me too, four yeah. new commissionings from from Kumin Liu uh, at Netflix. Oh my God! Sorry, uh, sorry. Do you mean Miss Byron Bays? Is that who you're talking about? The same, Russell, the very same, the same woman that commissioned oh. Byron Bays commissioned Heartbreak oh, So make your call on it. Um, oh, okay. I. I I actually think that these four commissions are probably not as strong as uh, is being written about, but I'm happy to give them a go. I'm very pro-Australian content, making Australian content in Australia for Australian audiences and the world. Um, Delta, the Delta Goodrum thing does not are excite you for me. Real? I was about to go. It does a, a not excite sassy me. Sassy pilot, a sassy I pilot. I love Delta Goodrum, but that description does not do anything. Yeah, like I hated that. <laughs> yeah. A sassy pilot. Um, everyone, welcome to 1955. It's a <laughs> yes. sassy, female, sassy pilot female pilot going against yeah. the norms. Oh, piss off, yeah. Byron Bay's. I, I think the proof will be in the pudding. We'll have to see what they are. I'm not excited by the descriptions of any of the four shows. But let's let's give them their opportunity to to do what they do and get made, and let's watch them. I will say the survivors. I will definitely be giving a shot, and everyone should as well. Great book that I think has a lot of potential to be translated really, really well. Um, I agree. The other ones don't sound that exciting, but also I'm kind of over whenever there are commissions. People think, oh well, I'm not interested, so that's shit. And I think we've forgotten that everyone has different tastes and preferences. And just because you're not interested in a show doesn't mean that it shouldn't have been made. Correct. We need to see it to make a judgment. But like I said, it sounds like it might not be great. But I'm not crapping on it just to go with. No, totally. Fantastic. Now, and just really quickly, Abby, is Anthony LaPaglia, um, is he hosting that one? Jonathan. Jonathan LaPaglia. <laughs> oh, Jonathan LaPaglia. Yeah, the, the, the other. Uh, I think so Anthony, so Anthony LaPaglia is playing Deltra's dad in uh, the Deltra. Pilot. And, sorry, is, is, it, is Deltra Deltra's sister or is yes. Deltra? No, that's the name of the airline, Deltra. Deltra Airlines. That's how they get around that. All right, coming up, Isaac calls it quits at the ABC, plus Optus gets angry because... Well, because people are using the internet and we'll find out what everyone's been watching in the TV binge box. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They're the company who likes to say yes, but Optus are saying no to Netflix and big streamers. They want them to pay up a percentage of their revenue because people are using the internet too much. It turns out Optus say they can't make money because people are using the internet and now they want the big streamers to pay because people are using the streamers more than they use other services on the internet. Robbo, this strikes me as the most bizarre story I have read in the past week. This happened in the States, it's happened in Europe, where a telco says Netflix and video games are driving people to the internet. People are upgrading their internet, broadband and NBN and the type, but they're saying, oh, they're using the internet too long. It's costing us money. I, I find this bizarre. Optus is all about another word, like you said, which is yes. This is another word that will describe what their their idea is now, and that is diversion. 
I bet that all this is about is they're about to raise prices everywhere, but yep. first they're going to try and develop a villain. So they're trying to control the narrative of something that I would hope that Australians would be smart enough to know. Uh, it, it's actually you who is charging us. Uh, it's it's you who is deciding the prices, and it's uh, it's you who mm-hmm. knows what people use for the internet. This is a diversion tactic, but it is so blatantly dumb. So if we want to go Optus is yes, Optus is diversion, let's change it now to Optus is dumb. We are not going to fall for this. This is absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, we're using the internet more because our lives are interconnected. Optus tells us uh, to go online to get smart homes. Also... For one second here, Optus Sport. Right. For God's sake. So we're supposed yeah, how do you to get that? The internet. Optus Sport. We can't get it down an antenna. What an absolute bloody joke. This is diversion. This is people in a boardroom going, oh, bloody hell, do you reckon that we can get away but with Robo, it? It's I absolutely think they ridiculous. really want Netflix to pay up. But they, no, no, no. It will be this. It'll go, well, Netflix aren't going to pay. Of course they shouldn't. So Optus, oh, guys, like those those bloody meanies, those bloody yeah, yeah. meanies bloody over at Netflix, Netflix won't give they're us any not going so to bloody pay for it. Piss off. This is absolutely ridiculous. And this is what I like to call trying it on. And we are not <laughs> trying it on. You're it's trying not it on. fitting. It's outrageous. And it's not going to happen. Welcome to our new segment. Robbo claims people are trying it on. Um, they're trying it on. They're trying it on, Robbo. This is not the first tech company in Australia to even make this claim. Telstra made this claim, I think it was about five or six years ago. And same thing happened. They raised their prices not long after it. The challenge for a telco in Australia in 2020, nearly 24, is that they are no longer about phone calls. They have been about data for nearly 10 years. Whether it is mobile or it is home internet data, that is all their business is. And the notion that, oh, poor us, all of these people are using things and just blowing out our unlimited plans because that's where prices have had to go because that's where the market's been pushing it. Mate, the fact that they they buy it by the the terabyte in their Mm -hmm. throughput down the line, and that has to get carved up and chunked out to us in the 70, 80, 100 bucks, whatever it is we pay a month in our internet bills, that's a you problem, Optus. That's not an us problem. We're doing the things that our whole life has become focused around communications, gaming, entertainment, enjoyment, family connection, all of the things. We're using it as a tool that it is meant to be. Mm-hmm. You cannot claim for a second that the services that use it are causing your networks to get throttled. Design your networks to be better. In yeah. fact, well, dare I say, we actually wouldn't be in this position to a degree had the original plan for the NBN rolled out, where it was oh fibre to the home for the majority no. of the, oh, the yeah. population. Don't even get me started on the node. Can I say, mm, look, 10 years ago, this. I was in high school. So 10 years ago, I got my first mobile in high school. 10 years and ago, I... you are in high school, Robo. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> no, so... you weren't. <laughs> Can, can, guys, can I finish, please? Please. I, I spent a lot of time, 25, <laughs> right, cents, per, 25 cents per text message. I yes. paid for that network. I'll tell you right now, I paid, I paid for, for that, that network, network with my. And remember, I, I used to have to wait until seven o'clock to call people because mm. before that, it was five dollars a minute. Last century, yeah, right? Yeah. Off yes. it, Optus. Get last millennium. Get yes, Optus. Get yes, right up here. Yes, up. <laughs> All right. Well. Ita is leaving the ABC. After being appointed in February 2019, Ida Butros has announced she will finish up in March next year. In a statement from Michelle Rowland, Minister for Communications, it was said to be Ita's decision. 
Roland described Ida as the right chair for the right time, leaving the ABC stronger than when she started. Robbo, we are all Ida fans here. I think this is bad for the ABC. The inmates will be running the asylum. Oh, my goodness. Uh, look, I, I think that ITA um, has been absolutely amazing for the ABC. And and as people are saying, and as the minister said, right place, right time, an absolutely right person. If I can say this, I don't like to get political on this podcast. We, we're not allowed to do that. Uh, no, but I think it was the only right. great decision um, that the Morrison government made. That was the only great decision they made. Um, ITA Butcho is, uh, is a fantastic woman. And... Anyone who's worked with her, and Rob and Abby, we've all been lucky enough to do that. She is able to have fun. She is able to be great in a crisis. She can guide, um, counsel, and, and give people advice about what to do. And that is why I think that it has been absolutely at the ABC's benefit to have her at the forefront. And trusts the people that are employed in those roles to do their jobs. Correct, correct. Because she is a person with media experience now call me old-fashioned but it is good um to put someone who has media experience as the bloody chairman of a media bloody company it's taken a while to do it it's taken a while to do it but and and, and she did it. and i think the corporation is better for it yeah um i'm not sure that i would jump to the conclusion that there is anything other than what the story is um now look i i would never tell a lady's age she knows that um, she's. I, I mean, I'm 29. Uh, she is. I, I think 29 at best, in the shade. Well, she's at. Uh, she's at 49. Uh, you know, at best. But she's got a lot other. A lot of other things to do. I think we should probably focus on that. In five years, that's a term for the ABC. Um, if to be to be a chairperson, uh, it's another five year tenure. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that I'd want to do that at that stage. She has done everything, and I'm going to leave you with this thought: How she has not been made a dame. Is outrageous. Yeah, you're right. How how is Ita Butro? Just a matter of time. Well, What's to say what she think, hasn't though. been offered and she said no? No, I've, she'd love no, it. No. And 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 she she is due it. Hmm. I just think five years is a long time. And bloody hell, what a time! And and obviously, look, the ABC is going to continue like any other media organisation is going to go. You know, continue to sail through troubled waters. Um, but thank goodness that she was at the helm to get to get them where they are now. So I spoke to Ita tonight and she said, she told me, five years as chair of the ABC is a long time in the role which I've greatly enjoyed. And I think that sums it up, right? She has enjoyed yeah. it, but it, five well, years is a long time. It, yeah. and, and Mark, think about what she's done right. in that time. Sorry, did you, did you ask me? I <laughs> no, I threw it to me, Rob. I, I, okay. I threw it to Mark. In, in in these days, certainly in the business of television, the executive levels of television, five years is almost an eternity. Uh, and running the ABC as the chair of the ABC, you know, the government pressure that places on you, the public expectation makes it even more so. Uh, Ida has covered herself in glory, I think, and worked very hard, as, uh, as the minister said, to build the ABC and leave it better than she found it. It does proffer the question, friends, in 2024... Who does the government appoint as the new chair of the ABC? I have an announcement to make. Oh, God, oh, no. oh Christ. <laughs> That's one way to burn it. We're to fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Could you your, imagine your the people of the ABC would be shitting themselves if I was made Rob, the chair? Oh, they wouldn't be shitting themselves. You would just see, you'd see tumbleweeds. Yeah. There would be no one there. They'd be gone. A mass exodus. I, just Great. Back. We can clear the whole oh, thing out. Oh, off. my God. 
let's just for just we've we've opened this conversation. I'm going to say a name that I have not thought about. It literally has just popped into my head. Steve Vizard. He's got the corporate experience. He's got the television experience. He knows how to manage um, production companies. He has been around for a long time. Uh, that's what well, I, I love push. Steve Vizard, but he has had a couple of issues in director roles. I think we need to to definitely think outside of the box. And uh, no, no, yeah, I'm not Robbo. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying that that kind of thinking, the bigger picture thinking, mm. um, somewhat because here's the thing with the work that Ida has put in. Ida comes in with years of journalism experience, of management experience, experience with television, all of those sorts of things, and that helps and has shaped the ABC because of her experience during her tenure. To have somebody else coming in a similar kind of way, we have to, while a performer with some business experience would be great, I think we almost need to be trying to find someone that has had a foot in both camps really significantly. Um, and they are a rare, rare body in the Australian market. And just really quickly, I'm not sure if I said anything. I think that Ita Buttrose <laughs> is bloody amazing. I think she's really? absolutely wonderful. All right. It's time to open the TV binge box and find out what everyone's been watching. I have been watching At Home with the Furies on Netflix this week. It is about the Gypsy King. He's a boxer. Can we say that? He picks up three weeks after his that. retirement. <laughs> I also don't think you can say Gypsy anymore, but go on. Sorry, no, he's called the Gypsy King. That's his name. Okay. Oh. Right? He's a gypsy. Okay. Or no, a traveller. Just looking out for you, okay? <laughs> right. He's a traveller. Okay, that's <laughs> right. He's called an itinerary. He's called the Gypsy King. All right. Anyway, it picks up three weeks after his retirement. This guy's huge. And it's such a funny show. You know, I'm not into sport, but oh, it's actually lovely. He's got bipolar, ADHD. And he'll do things like his wife is out for a few hours and he'll then say to the kids, let's go camping. And they'll go camping for the night. She comes home and no one's there. And I literally had this moment, honestly, where I paused Netflix. I walked out to my wife and I said, sorry. And she said, there are so many things. What are you saying sorry about? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your wife yeah. knowing you. She got I in said, a notebook and said, which one are you talking about? That's right. If we go back far I enough. Said, <laughs> I said to her, I've been watching this show and this guy suddenly just went camping and I said, I've actually seen what it's like from your point of view when I just do these impulsive things. And she's like, ah, finally you've seen it. He In another scene, he turns around to his wife and says, we need to get another private jet. Not the first private jet, another private jet, because the other one's not always available. This itinerant monarch Great has some show. money to burn, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He's really, like, he's huge. Um, it's such a great show. I really, really recommend it. Netflix, the other one is I finally got around to start watching only Murders in the Building Season 3. Great. I've so seen great. one episode. Love, love, love on Disney+. Plus. Abby, what have you been watching? 
Um, I only have one, which means I can talk about it for double years long. You can. And <laughs> it's a play, but it was a recording of a play called... Pre- oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. ABC classic FM. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's hosted by Patricia Carvalho. It's Carvalis. afternoon arts no, on ABC. It is Sunday arts. freaking incredible. It's called Prima Facie. It's Jodie Cummer is the person, and it's a one-woman show. So it's just her for the entire thing. So it's basically oh. just a monologue. It's not only a play, it's a one-woman fucking show. You have no idea. I've never been blown away by someone's performance in my entire life like this. Amazing. Um, unfortunately, it's not on any streaming You should services. see Robbo when he's asking for a raise. That's one hell of a performance. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on the receiving end of that, though. Back to this, because uh-huh. this is a serious play. It's not just a play, it's a serious mm. play. But, so, it's not on any streaming services I check, so you have to download it illegally, but I encourage you to do that. <laughs> Um, Abby, there's no other option. If you don't give us another option, Correct. people can Correct. do it. I think it's no, it's, no that's not how the law works. It is. No. I would say that in court. <laughs> I would, I'm on board with I would on, on the No, I do that. agree. If it's not available, mm. if no, no one's showing it here. You can stream. If no one's available to murder that person that you want to get murdered, you can push them off a cliff. No. Anyway. 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 Um, yeah. It is actually a legal play, so that it it's all ties together. But so. It is playing live in a few cities around Australia at the moment, so maybe that's why it's not on streaming. Maybe okay, it will come yep. on at the end of that run. Not sure. Either way, find a way to watch it. It's about a defence barrister, Jodie Cummer, obviously she's the only character, um, who is then a victim of a sexual assault, and she has to go through the court process, and usually she's on the other side of it, and she's like a shark in her like firm. She's super brutal, super incredible, and then she's on the other side of it, and it's just... Right. About that whole thing, it was part of like a wider panel event where they were talking about um, the right of sexual complainants in court to have independent legal representation, which is currently not allowed in Australia, which is outrageous. Um, But amazing play. Everyone in the room was in tears. It was just incredible. And just find a way to watch it however you can. And what's it called again, Abby? Prima Facie. So it's P-R-I-M-A-F-A-C-I-E. Yes, a legal term. And I look forward to your book club section next week. We're going plays this week. It was a recording of a play (laughs) with a very famous actress. Also, at one time you spoke about the Channel 7 Ferris wheel in Brisbane as your binge box. <laughs> you, you bloody did. Well played indeed. You absolutely well you played indeed. And I've been indeed. waiting to pull that you out for about a year now. Did. I didn't remember that. But I went on the Channel 7 Ferris wheel up at Southport, South Bank in Brisbane, and uh, oh, I loved that. That was very fun. I think that's more related to TV than... Oh, oh my God. God. Anyway, Robbo. Movie. Okay. <laughs> Rob, what have you been watching? Rob, thanks for asking. Um, I've been watching. I'm, con- I'm, I'm obliged contractually. You are. Yeah, I wish I was obliged contractually to get paid. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, we can move forward from that. Uh, let's um, look. I, I, uh, I'm late to the train, but I've, I bought a ticket to Ted Lasso oh, with God, that wonderful yes. um, Jason Sudoku, and I think that he's fantastic. Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Sudeik. I like Sudeik. Jason Guy from um, Saturday Night Live. And the guy that plays Ted. Um, I really like it. It's a really great show. That's on Apple TV+. Plus. The other show yes. that I love on Apple TV+, Plus uh, is Amazing <laughs> Stories, executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Yep. This it's almost like great. someone got a free subscription this week. <laughs> I don't want to say anything about it, but I think that Reese is a wonderful man. 
and Reese was able to give me uh, an Apple TV Plus. You know what, though? And I've said this on this program a lot. Um, we're on television, okay? Mm. We, you, you, you want us to review your programs, okay? Well, you can't watch anything from free to air, for goodness sake, because their players don't work. So I've said I want to see some binge. I want to see some some uh, some. I was going to say Slack, but it's called Stan. Stan? Sorry, Mike Sneezeby, but Mike Sneezeby still yeah. hasn't reached out. Um, <laughs> in any case, Reese, uh, who helped us out with an Apple TV Plus, I think it's fantastic. I think all other streamers are absolute rubbish, um, and I look forward to watching more of them. Uh, amazing stories, though. They are episodic. They're a one by one. The actors don't go across um, episodes. Yep, anthology um, it's series from the amazing stories uh, in the nineties, which was yep. great. Steven Spielberg, a part of that, he's part of this now. Um, the acting can be a little hit and miss. Um, but the production values are often fantastic. Mm. They spend a lot I of agree. great money on that. I agree. Uh, and really, really good. And again, Reese, wow. Apple TV Plus. And also a big thank you to Mr. Jobs. <laughs> He's dead. <gasps> wow. Breaking spoilers, Rob. Spoiler um, alert. Robbo, <laughs> <laughs> Robbo, I'd really like to hear your opinions on a couple of other Apple TV series that I've mentioned in the past. Sure, One is I Shrinking. Don't. And the uh, other that only happens when I'm in the pool. <laughs> okay, and the other is is in Australia called um, Morning Wars. <laughs> Big part. I love the other Morning is Wars. Called Morning Robo Wars. loves that too. Oh, more, no, no, no! I freaking <gasps> third season love. coming. Season three is about so... to come. And by the way, for those of us that now have access to these things, previews yeah. of almost the entire third season is available right now. What? No, Reese hasn't done that. But what Reese oh, has been on, talking Reece. about really quickly uh, is that he was going to send me over for a junket to interview the the, the stars. So Reese can't wait to hear about that. Hang on, what? <laughs> Mark, what have you been watching? Thanks, Rob. And I just want to clarify something for Abby. Abby, you can oh. talk for as long as you want about your two Whoa. shows. We have never made a claim about how long you can talk, only that mm. apparently it's <laughs> only two shows. I usually fix it in the edit, but Abby's editing tonight. Yeah, you all get like 10 <laughs> seconds and I'm putting my whole monologue in. So If you can enjoy. wedge in other shows in the middle of your reviews of other shows, it's pretty good. Mm. Um, did you hear last week's episode? I did. Listen he already week. did it tonight, and you missed it with Morning Wars and the and shrinking. Did you Did you like the quack smug? I did, and people will be pleased to know that they already know what that show is. <laughs> uh, the two shows that I'd like to talk about this week, uh, one of them is airing on Sunday night on the ABC. It's available on ABC iView. It's called Bay of Fires, starting uh, uh, starring. I'll be um, watching yeah. Seven Spotlight. Thank you. I won't be. Sorry, that genuinely just came out. I wow, that came out way too quick, Abby. Way too quick. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Thanks for the support. Before the podcast reaction. implodes over competing <laughs> networks and their views on each other's shows, um, Bay of Fires is a bl- – look, it's titled as a black comedy. It's a drama. Uh, we're up to episode five, I think it is now, of the eight – and it's really started to land its mark. It was pretty draggy through the first three episodes narratively. Um, but I, I commend you to push through it if you haven't already because it absolutely opens up in episode four and five, really opens up for the better too, I want to say. Um, so I look forward to, to hearing what other people think as that plays out. I've been fortunate enough to watch all of the episodes so far at the end of the first season. No spoilers. I'm very much looking forward to other people's views. I quite liked it in the end. I was a bit sketchy about episode three and I went, oh, come on, it's got to speed up. It speeds up. It's good. Um, some great performances too. And Tasmania, I mean, they are in a real purple patch when it comes to production between mm-hmm. Deadlock, this, uh, Bay of Fires, um, Alone Australia. Show. 
yeah, new Netflix. Or there's amazing content being made down in Tasmania. It's really quite great. Um, the other show that I'd like to talk about this week is the return for season two of a show that Channel 7 cancelled after season one, RFDS, um, the reboot of what was has been the Flying Doctors or All Flying Doctor Service, RFDS, set in uh, the outback in Australia. It is absolutely made for overseas viewing. However, the cast are brilliant. The performances is it the are same great. Cast? Uh, largely. Love uh, Stephen Peacock. One of the one of the love interests left at the end of season one after the production ceased. Mm. And so they've had to reintroduce the original love interest. She's come back from England. That's no spoilers. That's was promoted as a part of the series. Uh, and yes, Stephen Peacock, Justine Clark, um, Rob Collins, a brilliant Australian Indigenous actor. Um, and the supporting cast across the board. It is it is great. This is excellent once a week serialized, you know, season long drama. Thank you, Channel Seven, for bringing back. I'm sure that there is a background, you know, cost reason why they decided to do it because they had shelved it. Um, but it's absolutely delightful, and I would encourage people to tune in Tuesday night somewhere between eight thirty and nine forty five, whenever it comes in after whatever the show before it was on. Um, or watch it on 7 Plus. Apparently, everybody knows how to access that now, thanks to the Matildas. Um, I, I, I just commend RFDS to you. It is great. It is Australian drama. It is good quality. It's easy to watch. It's got that medical you know, link in it because it's about flying doctors, and, and that's what we need, apparently. We can't just have drama about people. Um, and and so I would offer that it's it's an, an easy watch. Definitely check it out. RFDS on 7 Tuesday nights or of course, on your seven plus, the home of the Matildas. Thank you very much, Mark. And that brings us to the end of this edition of TV Black Box. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Robbo. I am Rob McKnight. And for all the latest in TV news, go to tvblackbox.com.au. It's where people in the industry get their news. We'll see you next week, if you're lucky. Good night, Australia. 